Hi, and welcome back to the Voice First Roundtable. This is episode 17. Today is Tuesday, March the 26th, 2019. My name is Bradley Metrock. I am CEO of a company called Score Publishing based in Nashville, Tennessee. We are thrilled to have as our guests today a group of gentlemen from Voiceify. Gentlemen, I'll let y'all introduce yourselves one at a time. Um, and uh, Nick, we'll start with you. Tell us, tell us who you are and what you do for Voiceify. Sure thing. Thanks a lot, Bradley. Uh, my name is Nick Laidlaw, and I'm the CTO here at Voiceify. Uh, at Voiceify, I'm responsible for the uh, product vision, product roadmap, uh, also really helping in, in terms of uh, helping to evangelize the product and to uh, educate uh, folks on the voice assistant space. This is, uh, as you know, a, a new space that continues to evolve. And it, it seems like it's always part of our job to make sure that we're informing others. And uh, I'm Jeff McMahon. I'm the CEO of Voiceify. My primary uh, task is to set the strategic vision for the company, but also to make sure that we're assembling uh, the leadership team uh, in the industry got a great group of folks and we've uh, uh, been very fortunate to build out a, a tremendous team here. Hey Bradley, it's Bob Naughton, um, Chief Revenue Officer uh, here at Voiceify. I uh, oversee the entire sales and marketing efforts for the organization, inclusive of our agency ecosystem as well. Um, and uh, happy to be uh, participating in this uh, segment today with you. Let's start with the basics. What does Voiceify do? Uh, with voice, we see uh, all sorts of companies, you know, that uh, it seems like it's intuitive what you do, but with how many people are learning about the space, often it's not. Give us the elevator pitch, uh, choose whoever wants to do it. Um, what is Voiceify? What do you do? So Voiceify is essentially a voice experience platform. And what that means is that uh, we have a combination of, of two important uh, components. One is a uh, voice content management system and the other is a voice distribution system. So essentially, you know, our target market is really uh, organizations with marketing departments who are already likely doing content creation and management for the web and for mobile and are using a enterprise level uh, web CMS to do that. Um, for example, like a, uh, an Adobe, a Sitecore, EpiServer, et cetera. And so we've created a enterprise voice CMS so that folks can actually use the same paradigm that they're currently using for web CMS to uh, create, uh, deploy, and, and manage voice experiences. Because we, our, our belief is that uh, content is, uh, has, has been king and will remain king. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the actual uh, channel is, whether it's web, mobile, or voice. People are really seeking unique content, and if uh, a brand of an organization can uh, map that appropriate content to someone seeking it uh, at the right time, then they're going to build a better relationship with those folks. So that's the, the first component. The second is a really a voice distribution platform. So the second problem we're solving for um, the corporate marketing departments of, of large organizations is, you know, the current paradigm is that if you want to be in the voice space, you'd have to hire a team of developers to build a 
Amazon app and this hire another team of developers to build the Google app and another team to build, let's say, a Cortana app, a Bixby, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on, as we all know. And so what our platform does is allow you to build once uh, within the Voiceify platform. And then we handle pushing it out to all the other voice assistants out there. Uh, and that actually includes um, many of the, uh, the chat bots as well. So think of it as a, not only a voice distribution platform, but really a conversational uh, interface uh, distribution system. It takes a lot of effort and pressure off of teams in these marketing departments to have to build siloed experiences. Uh, the other thing that does is it allows them to uh, aggregate data uh, in the form of analytics as to you know, customer journey across all the platforms in one spot so that they can see what's performing well, what uh, voice platform, what the voice uh, assistants are performing better than others with certain uh, questions that say a consumer has, what devices specifically, are they screen-based, are they, uh, you, know, uh, you know, just, just the uh, speaker-based device, which ones are doing the best, and they can then, within the platform, vary the content because we have this enterprise voice CMS uh, that allows them to then test that, make sure that they're having a better impact. And so uh, long story short, we have this great voice experience platform that is essentially the, the analog would be a uh, enterprise CMS on the website, but with the caveat that we, we provide the voice distribution as well. So let's, let's dive a little bit deeper. So obviously, um, you know, having one-stop shopping for uh, voice app, voice experience creation um, is not a bad thing. But what are what are some of the benefits? You know, if I'm sitting there reading the Voiceify marketing brochure, you know, what what are some of the benefits that you've already seen, or some of your clients have already seen, to deploying um, their voice experiences through a platform like yours versus just going one by one by one and interfacing directly with, you know, the different companies and the, the smart speaker ecosystems. Um, what are some of the advantages uh, as well as maybe some of the challenges that you've already seen since you launched this thing? Yeah, that, that's an insightful question because it is uh, getting more and more complex as uh, various voice assistant platforms are, you know, continuing to evolve and come online. Uh, some of the things that we're finding that is a major benefit to uh, people on our platform is really it, the operational efficiency to uh, build in one place and then to have deployed to many. Uh, the The idea of having to uh, develop within each of the uh, different platforms and then to handle customizations within each of the platforms is you know, not not really a, a good long term uh, plan for most most organizations. Uh, they they already have a hard enough time trying to manage and maintain content just on on their website, for an example. Uh, imagine if they had to uh, develop content on their website for all the different browsers that were out there uh, in a, in a unique way. Uh, so we see it as a major benefit to people on Voiceify to be able to just do that in one place. Uh, the other uh, benefit that Jeff talked a little bit about is on the analytics side, 
uh, just being able to go to one place to see the performance of your voice experience across the various uh, voice assistant platforms is a, a big benefit. Uh, I, I, I kind of uh, parallel it to uh, having to take a look at you know, perhaps Google Analytics and then taking a look at Adobe Analytics and trying to you know, mesh the two on top of each other. It, it becomes a real pain to try to uh, normalize everything. We're, we're doing that within the platform already when it comes to uh, the, your voice experiences that are deployed. And uh, some of the challenges that we face is that, you know, of course, uh, the various voice assistant platforms all offer different capabilities. So we have to you know, continue to uh, work with our relationships with uh, the teams at the different voice assistant platforms to make sure that we're offering uh, the ability to take advantage of all the capabilities that are available out there. Yeah, and just to follow on to that as well, I think um, essentially we're, we're future-proofing someone's, uh, a, a company's voice app development in the sense that to the extent that future features become available on some of these other platforms, you know, instead of a company having to then go pay for more custom development to make those features available within their own custom app, we essentially are able to do that through our SaaS platform. So I, I think it's future-proofing your, your development. And the, finally, it's the cost savings. Our, our clients have told us that uh, they're saving a lot of money by not having to build out all these different custom apps. And because uh, you know, we're, we're handling all the distribution uh, for them to the different platforms, so they don't have to build again, you know, multiple siloed experiences. And then once the apps are deployed through our platform, they can easily update them with you know non-technical folks who are uh, you know used to using a web CMS can use our voice CMS. So you're not hiring teams of developers again to uh, make changes going forward, which also uh, ends up with a huge cost savings uh, as well. I want to take a step back. So y'all just partnered with our friends over at voicebot.ai on the smart speaker adoption report. Obviously, you're having conversations with what Voiceify does, you know, on a daily basis with these marketing folks at large companies and, you know, pitching them on everything that you just said, you know, here's why you need to be in voice, although, you know, I suspect you don't really need to make that pitch anymore. And here's why you need to be using Voiceify to do it. And you can either go explore, you know, explore this on your own and come back to us when you realize this is what you ought to be doing, or you can just start here <laughs> uh, either way you want to do it. But I want to ask you about the VoiceBot report and your collaboration with them. What led you to collaborate with VoiceBot on that report? And what were the one or two biggest insights that y'all gained from doing that? Yeah, great question. So uh, obviously, you know, they're uh, a leader in the space and I think an important voice, you know, in, in this uh, emerging uh, technology, this, this emerging space. And so we really wanted to, one, verify some of the trends that are that were already in place, as well as to try to tease out some of the nuances of the data to to determine, uh, you know, not only the market penetration of these devices and how fast they're they're growing and being deployed, uh, but also, you know, are there specific things that we should be learning, whether it's about demographics or, uh, you know, the adoption rate of, of types of devices. 
And so I think, you know, one of the headlines is just that, uh, you know, as expected, this market is growing uh, very, very rapidly. And, you know, if you, if you look at even the adoption of, of these devices over, uh, let's say, uh, you know, the, uh, the radio, the telephone, or, or even uh, web and mobile, um, it's, it's happening at a pace that's significantly faster than any of those technologies before them. And you know, we sort of think about uh, all these new digital channels and, and how voice is compared to, let's say, the web and mobile. And, you know, I think our thinking is that, you know, the, the maturity curve for web really, uh, you know, took place over the course of maybe 15 years where, you know, in the mid-90s, maybe late-90s, companies were asking themselves, hey, there's this new technology, um, you know, should we, should we even build a website? And then, you know, a few years after that, everyone had a website, but, you know, how much do I invest in it? And then, you know, finally up and through, uh, you know, uh, re recent times where, you know, these uh, now websites are highly uh, personalized. Uh, they allow for transactions uh, and, and people are freely working with these sites, going to these sites, buying things and, and, and not afraid to put their credit card information in. Uh, you then look at mobile and, you know, we feel like the maturity curve for that was maybe six or seven years. You know, people, it was an extension almost of some of the thinking around the web. So people adopted it more quickly. The devices, uh, you know, quickly made their way into the market and uh, mobile became a very important part of uh, the digital the digital ecosystem. And then with with voice, uh, because uh, these the, many of these devices are so inexpensive. I mean, you can buy a, a three pack of Echo Dots for less than a hundred dollars these days. Um, they're just becoming ubiquitous. And so, uh, you know, some of the stuff we found in the report. Um, basically shows that the vast majority of Americans, uh, in particular uh, American households within the next few years will have at least one or more voice devices. And I think we, one of the things we also realized that we sort of hit a critical mass uh, here in the last uh, 12 months where the number of uh, adults in, a, in the U.S. who have um, – access to a, a voice device and are using it regularly, it actually went over 25% uh, or 50 million. And that seems to be a magical number. Um, you know, we've, when you look at mobile and you look at web, when, when the number of users hit 50 million, it became a, uh, a tipping point, if you will. And so I think that's, that's one of the major headline is that we hit the tipping point with voice and, uh, we'll see a continued acceleration there. Uh, one of the things that uh, I think is also interesting uh, is the adoption of uh, screen-based voice devices has uh, really accelerated. There's been some great new devices in the market. Um, you know, Google has come out with uh, uh, their uh, screen-based device. Um, they've licensed it out to companies like Lenovo that have done a great job. And, of course, Alexa's come out with the uh, Alexa show dump two, their second version. And I'm sure they'll have other things on the, on the way as well. So those are actually growing at an even greater exponential rate. And I think that actually is key from our perspective, because I think companies who are investigating moving into this space and using this new digital channel now can create a complete immersive experience where not only can consumers 
ask questions, express their intents, but they can get back information not only through voice, but through a visual representation as well, which is going to open up things like product research, uh, voice enabled e-commerce, things like that much more quickly. And then one final point here is I think what we'll find, you know, next year when we do this report is that uh, we'll see an even greater extension where a lot of these uh, companies, um, Amazon, Google, et cetera, will start OEMing this, uh, their technology into a host of devices in the home and, and in particular, uh, you know, smart TVs. So uh, you'll have an even more immersive uh, experience and uh, with a larger screen and more real estate, uh, you'll be able to do even more. So we're very excited about that. And we think Voiceify is well positioned because uh, we'll be able to continue to um, you'll provide value to these companies because our, our platform actually not only allows you to create the voice experience and the voice, uh, the conversational interaction, but also uh, allows for images, video upload, et cetera, so that when you ask a question on a voice uh, device that has a screen, we can actually push the content back, uh, not only the audio, but the, uh, the visual as well. Completely agree on a number of fronts there. I want to ask you, especially since you're touching on multimodal um, applications of voice, you know, obviously, as you described at the start, half of what y'all do is the analytics piece. And I want to get your thoughts on, um, you know, you provide this dashboard and, and people who use Voiceify can see the analytics across Alexa and Google Assistant and whatever else is supported. From a voice perspective and from what y'all have seen, what analytics matter the most? And do they, are you seeing differences across just voice only use cases versus multimodal? And I asked strictly because I was in a conversation the other day with somebody about um, the uh, usefulness of um, um, the duration of, of a conversation with a voice assistant as a means of, as a proxy for how good of a voice experience it is. And we, we had a conversation around, well, maybe that means a little bit less than we thought. You know, I want to just ask you all the open-ended question. What, you know, you're talking to a marketing person, you're talking to someone thinking about investing in voice. According to Voiceify, what metrics matter the most, whether it's voice only, multimodal, or perhaps both? Yeah, Bradley, uh, in terms of the analytics, uh, the, some of the things that's most useful for a marketer, uh, I'd say, uh, yes, the length of engagement is, is absolutely important. But uh, one of the uh, aspects of what we capture that marketers really are interested in is understanding and knowing what are the questions that people are asking that we don't have an answer for or what are people saying that we haven't really thought about? And uh, that's very different from the, the experience on web or mobile, where if you're typing something in, it's very different than uh, what someone is saying uh, into a speaker. And uh, being able to kind of just get the, the transcript of what someone exactly had said in order to uh, find out information about a company or a, an organization's products it, it, where that 
that organization didn't have the answer is extremely important to a marketer. Uh, so I, I think there's some some real uh, important differences between what you can capture via spoken word v, uh, versus type. I love that answer, actually. I love that. Um, that uh, it's all about what what's not there and voice by reporting to the creator of the voice experience, you know, what somebody's asking that they're not, that they weren't prepared to answer, hadn't thought about ahead of time that they need to incorporate. That's, that's excellent. I got two more questions for you. And the first one involves Samsung. So, you know, it's Amazon and Google, it's Amazon and Google, Google and Amazon, you know, everything is about Alexa and Google assistant right now. And toward the end of 2018, we got our, my opinion, we got our first glimpse at this becoming, you know, truthfully a real three-headed monster with Samsung's developer event they did and rolling out the capsules and all of that stuff. And I want to ask from Voiceify's perspective, how do you view Samsung? Do you feel like I do that by the time 2019 is over, it's going to be Amazon, Google, and Samsung all in the same breath in terms of what marketers and other companies, you know, various companies are thinking about in terms of their voice footprint um, and that they have to tackle all three at one time, whereas right now it's sort of Amazon and Google. Or do you think that it's going to take longer than that for Samsung to catch up or they're not prioritizing it? Share, share with us your thoughts on Samsung. Yeah, I, I think uh, Samsung is certainly headed in the right direction. We're very excited about the uh, prospects of what's going to happen in the, the, the Bixby world. Um, we're, we're building that support into our platform as well, because uh, like you, we see them as being a major player uh, by the end of this year. Uh, they're, they're just poised in terms of their ability to integrate with all of their products that are uh, already out in the marketplace. Uh, and the, some of the changes that they've made uh, in terms of developer support for building capsules is uh, what we think uh, is headed in the absolute right direction. Uh, in terms of you know, how quickly will they uh, gain adoption, that's a little bit difficult to say uh, because they, they do have some ground to make up in terms of trying to catch up to Google and catching up to Amazon. Uh, but we are absolutely uh, paying serious attention to them because we think that they will be a player. Yeah, and a, uh, another quick follow-on there. I think it sort of highlights the benefit of using uh, the Voiceify platform. If, for example, you're one of our current clients and you have access to a host of uh, – you've built a, a single voice app on our platform and we're distributing out to Amazon and Google and – uh, others, you know, but we don't currently have, but you don't currently have uh, Bixby support. Well, we're going to be adding that. So once once we add that it's in our product roadmap, the app you've built will automatically work on Bixby. Whereas if you were doing it independently, you'd have to literally hire a team of developers and to build a build another silo cust siloed custom app which after you built it, if you wanted to make updates, you'd have to go and make updates to each individual app. So it really does highlight, you know, I, and I think we'll see other players uh, come into the market. I think, you know, referencing that uh, uh, re research report we, we did with uh, voicebot.ai, you know, one of the things we're seeing is that, you know, although Amazon is still the clear market leader, 
uh, you know, there are other, you know, and, and the, there's a rising tide where all boats are being lifted and, you know, all these companies are selling more devices and are getting more usage on their platform, but you're starting to see some more movement from Google increasing their percentage of the total pie. And I think what you'll see is the same from uh, Samsung and, and maybe Apple and others, actually. I think Apple came out, uh, you know, had, had a missed opportunity because they, they really should have been able with Siri uh, to, to be the dominant player. Uh, they, they got into the market late with a fairly expensive device, uh, you know, earlier this year that, that really wasn't ideal for, for the market. I, I think they're going to come back and take another look at that and have a device and a platform that more closely resembles what Amazon and Google are doing. And so, again, you'll have more players entering the market, uh, not fewer. The idea of having to redo a voice experience for Samsung's ecosystem uh, is tiring. <laughs> Just to even hear you describe it, uh, thanks for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, your point is well taken. Uh, my last question, is, it centers around um, something that you said. I love the, the all boats are rising you know, on the, on the same tide uh, metaphor. So we produced the Alexa conference two years ago. We had the uh, head of the or one of the head attorneys of the Federal Trade Commission come and talk about how Alexa and other voice assistants are not even remotely close to uh, private and secure enough uh, for their liking. This past uh, year, we had um, as our contrarian speaker, and that's what we actually call it. We put a contrarian speaker on the program. Uh, a woman from the Campaign for a Commercial Free Childhood out of Boston come and talk about how uh, Alexa and specifically Echo.Kids, the, their kid-oriented Echo product, uh, shouldn't be anywhere in households for several reasons. And, um, and we appreciate Voiceify being part of the Alexa conference, by the way. should mention that. Uh, it was a great event. Uh, but my question for you all is, you know, we've all benefited from this rapid rise in voice technology. It's been unstoppable for the most part. In your opinion, and from your perspective with Voiceify, um, do you see that continuing? Do you see bumps in the road? You know, what, what might those be? What does Voiceify sit around and discuss or advise you know, Amazon and Google on, or your other partners or, or your clients on what things to watch out for that that might stifle some of this uh, totally um, you know unstoppable growth in this sector. You know what are you know is what are y'all watching for? What are the risks that all of us ought to be watching for? Do you think that it's just going to continue? Yeah, Bradley, that that is an insightful question because yes, right now the the. As the tide rise, rises, all boats are rising along with it. And we do see a progression where, yes, it, it's going to continue to, to grow. And you know, folks are going to benefit from, the, uh, from that growth. Uh, the one thing that I would say that we all need to kind of uh, be on the lookout for, and this is really where we all have to take responsibility for this, is that we have to build good voice experiences. Uh, it, if we're not helping our clients and agency partners to uh, build voice experiences that people are going to use and that become sticky, that then it, 
this is all going to start to deflate over time. And you know, I, I do really feel that we're, we're headed in the right direction in terms of, uh, for example, uh, digital agencies that we're talking to, uh, they are uh, really focused and driven in, uh, towards building quality voice experiences. That's, that's the one main thing that I would say that we have to you know, just look out for and uh, make sure that we have continued growth. You've been listening to the executive team at Voiceify. Gentlemen, thank you very, very much for setting some of your time aside to, to share your expertise and your experience with not just me, but the audience as well. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to uh, be with you today. Thanks very much. For the Voice First Roundtable, episode 17, thank you for listening, and until next time. <laughs>